Welcome to Dong Tini, episode number 124. On today's show, Simone is very into that dress. Steffi was on a panel about Mark Goddamn Driscoll, and the Staircase documentary is compelling the shit out of everyone in Dong Tini, which is only two people, but still, it's very, uh, very compelling. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I am Dong very well. How are you, Dong Simone? I'm Dong great, thank you. Feeling a little blue today, though I was originally oh. feeling a bit white and gold. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. I have to talk about the dress. <laughs> I am obsessed Go. with it. The yes. whole thing. The whole, what is whole it about thing. It? So, Okay, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna tell my story and what I see and what I saw and and then and then you can tell your story. And if there's anyone listening who's like, oh, I'm so sick of the dress, I think you're stupid. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> because that they will be not bored of the dress after they're done hearing us talk about it. I think so too. I think they'll realize why their knee-jerk reaction to hating on it might have been misplaced and mentally irresponsible so um i'll get to that but after but that let's can we just... talk about why you after that can we talk about why you think that they would be stupid oh <laughs> yeah yeah that's it? all on the, it's all in the document that's cool. all part of my talking about the dress nice <laughs> it's so multifaceted which is why everything. it's so interesting exactly i'm gonna cover it all we have other things on the document but this dress we may go for an entire hour <laughs> it might just be the whole hour anyway so um so my friend frank had posted didn't know anything about it and he's like this will what color is this dress you will lose friends over this and it just sounded like you know mania and i'm like what is he talking about i nearly yeah just yeah and i was just like what is it what is he talking about this sounds ridiculous and you know sounds like hyperbole and i was like well whatever i have to look so um and i'm not a clickbait person but this definitely piqued my interest i I, like specifically like avoid clickbait i'm like oh that sounds interesting and i'm like no no don't look at that you know it's like you know when it's dodgy links at the bottom of an article that you know have like nothing in them so I'm like I'm very yeah. careful but I was like okay I trust Frank and I I opened it I'm like what color is this dress and I'm like what I'm like it's white and gold I'm like what are you talking about it's like yeah. some people see it as blue and black I'm like what the fuck are you talking about? This couldn't be blue or black. I was like, I could not imagine it being blue or black. I was like, this is, what are you talking about? And so it was, I read the BuzzFeed article, the original place where it really broke. And, um, cause I guess they pulled it from Tumblr, but that's where I think it really went viral. And, um, and there's a poll and I'm like, of course I'm voting this goddamn poll. It's fucking white and gold. And so I vote for that. And it's like 76% leading white and gold. And I was like, yeah, of course. Cause it's white and gold. Then I go back to the, um, thread uh, that went with Frank's post and um, and I'm like scrolling down reading for something. first one was like black and blue I'm like what are they talking about and then I keep going someone else black and blue I'm like this is crazy one other like white and gold and then Frank said something about seeing both and I'm like what are they talking about and like before I looked at it I was staring at it trying to see blue and black I'm like I'm just staring at it like okay like like it was gonna just appear to me like an optical illusion I'm like I will never see this is blue this is fucking white this is white so anyway and then I go down in the comments and I see a thumbnail to another link someone's posted in another picture of the dress and this time it's blue and I'm like well this must be color corrected to show people who think it's blue and black what they think it looks like but then I scroll back to the top and the fucking dress was blue just like that <laughs> and I was like oh fuck out loud all this other talk was in my head that I just quoted myself <laughs> nice. and um, but out loud I said oh fuck and Greg's like what what and then like I run up to him and was like what color is this and he's just like blue and black and I'm like oh and I just like went off. And so then for the rest of the evening, I was obsessed with it and finding examples where they'd like, you know, you move the contrast. With it. <laughs> oh no, I had like Tommy Wiseau in the room. I had sex with the dress. Ooh, fuck that dress. <laughs> fuck that dress. <laughs> no, I did not have sex. I did not have relations with that dress. Um, but um, 
I was obsessed with it, and I just kept reading articles and finding the examples where they moved the, they made it darker and lighter, and you know, so that you could, you know, show the difference, and you know, and I was like, now can you see how it could be white, like showing the lighter one? And Greg's like, yeah, but it's, I guess, but it's still blue, and I'm like, oh, and I sent it to my family, my mom, my dad, my sister, all <laughs> seeing blue and black, and I'm just like, this is so crazy, and I think. For the those of us who experienced both, the, it's like I think it like probably blew our minds the most because we had mm-hmm. a change, you know. Yeah, so, that was um, really freaky. Yeah, but what I loved about the whole thing was just that, and I read this. I, I read this um, in uh, in an article, I think maybe in the New York Times or something. But just that there's something pure about this whole thing that it would like had nothing to do with where you grew up, your religious affiliation, your political affiliation, <laughs> any race, nothing. It's just like everyone was sort of divided on these whole new lines. It was just purely about their perception, you know. And mm-hmm. I really, I really liked that, and I liked that it challenged everyone's perception. You know what I mean? And yeah. yeah, that's what I really, really enjoyed about it. Just that people think they're seeing something and it's completely called into question. Something as straightforward as color that we think we all understand. So mm-hmm. that's why I loved it so much. Hmm. So, yeah. What are you, What did you think about it? Tell um, me your experience and what you saw and, yeah, the whole I, mind yards. Yeah, when I first saw it, I, I was like... I'm going to see this differently than most people. I go, I just feel like whatever my thing is, I'm going to see it different. I saw, right. white, and, I saw white and gold. David and Jude and Lolly all saw blue and black. And I'm, they're like, right. they're like, what? What part of it? You know, we're both like, we're all squealing, you know? And David's like, does yeah. this have something to do with demons? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, there's something scientific in our eyes or perception or something like that. Yeah. And, and, um, and they're going, where do you see the white and the gold? And I'm like pointing to the white stripes on the dress. And I'm like, yeah. this is the same. They go, that is blue. And I'm like, it's exactly as white as this white here in the margin on the side of the yeah. screen. I'm like, that's what it looks like to me. I'm sorry. And and, and the kids are like, you're the only one that doesn't see it. I'm like, yeah, you guys are so superior to me. I know. I know. Because, you know, they cut, they're at that age. And it's kind of is a thing where, oh, we're the majority. You're the minority. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so it kind of made me because then David like immediately found the ex- explana- the scientific explanation for how it you know the rods and cones or whatever in your eyes and um, yeah um, I was just thinking I was like this is like such a perfect parallel to how ev- how this one event can be can seem so different to two different people like you can yes. see something happen and it's through the lens of your personality and your experience is how that lands with yeah, you like yeah. something can happen it can be wonderful to you exact same thing can happen to someone else and it'll be traumatic and it's like yeah. I'm, I'm like I just love that this is an analogy for that <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like that. And I also liked how united everyone seemed to be on it, like where everyone's talking yeah. about it. And it's kind of like, what are we talking about? We're talking about how people perceive things. And, yeah. and why is that interesting? Oh, well, this is like bringing us all together somehow. We're all discussing this on the internet, but it's not fighting about politics or a war or something like that. Yeah, because <laughs> I always felt all the fighting I felt was just like, just like play fighting, you know what yeah. I mean? Because I, Yeah, I didn't see yeah, anything serious. I, I mean, maybe nice. I'm just you know optimistic but i just read like you know you are crazy you're dead to me i read like some like oh, really? text with, with <laughs> somebody said you're dead to me i was like that's hilarious Aww. to me that can't be serious you know yeah yeah, <laughs> so, yeah okay good. But, <laughs> yeah so like you know no, nobody said it to me i just read it in like something that people are posting you know conversations between people about about what it was so mm-hmm. yeah i just i just thought stuff like that was really funny you know so um yeah, but like you're saying, it just really highlights the difference in perception. And I like even that was multifaceted. Like part of it's that you know your cones not, aren't picking up the blue in the same mm-hmm. way, and then another part of it is your mind. Like we know that if you if there was like a, a wedding dress that you know is white in a in a shade, it can take on a bluish hue. Like I just know that you know yeah. like you feel like say I'm trying to work with a photo. I'm like oh this has a blue look to it and it it's supposed to look white and I'd want to color correct it, you know? Uh-huh. So it's like, that's your knowledge and your information about the fact that this happens, pulls the, pulls, uh, assumes that it's white. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Rather mm-hmm. than seeing the blue in it, it assumed that this is a, a shadow shade problem that's put a blue cast on a white dress. Mm-hmm. And, um, and another thing they said was that if you say you had a, a, a red, let's say like a, uh, 
like a red ornament or something and uh, like a vase or something and then uh, you cast a red light in that room that Mm -hmm. like your brain could perceive that red item as white because your brain thinks oh everything in this room is cast red so that it it like can it's cancelling the things out that it thinks are being made that colour by the light and then it's telling your brain that this thing is white even though it is red with normal light so Yeah. um, yeah so there's like so many different levels as to why people see it, what they expect in their minds based on what they know about lighting and their cones and and all kinds of stuff so um yeah so all that stuff i found so interesting and like you said it's you know i i I, everyone it was a a fun thing to talk about it was totally harmless you know nobody could get hurt over it it was you know because you weren't you weren't alone there wasn't you you had plenty of people on your side whatever you saw yeah (laughs) yeah and um and as i said it was no it divided you on this whole new level and that's why i found i found it all so great and then you get we we get the fucking the haters. I don't care what color the dress is. It's like, well, okay, you just missed the point. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's not about the dress. Like we need to know what color this dress is because you know the next queen of England is going to wear it. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't something trivial about fashion or anything like that. It was about visual perception and you know that kind of thing you know and i just like i just everyone that said that i just thought you sound really i didn't hear anyone say that oh i saw a few people posting it well they'd post it and then it's like i don't care either it's ugly (laughs) just like i I saw a bunch of these like going Mm -hmm. into today it's like people still talking about it two days later Mm -hmm. today's like the third day and i'm like the only thing I'm seeing about it is people complaining about it. So you're perpetuating this conversation, you fucking fool. So like, but yeah, you know, but like for them to say, I don't care about it. That's really interesting to me. It's like, why don't you care about it? Like, what is it about it? Yeah. Like that, that has to do with their rods and cones too. Like, what is this bringing up for you? Like, does this seem trivial and why? Like there's like, I, well, I, I think I want to find oh, someone who, who's tired of it and find out why now <laughs> to be like, just tell well, me why it annoys you or whatever. How well, some of the people were like, I never cared. So to me, it's like, okay, if you never cared, you're telling me you're a very uninquisitive person. That's what that screams to me. If you had no interest in this, like ah. anyone who's like not interested in this because it's not about the dress, it's about perception, you know, it's but, like, like, I'm like if- you are just someone who is not interested in life. You know what I mean? But like, like that, what uh, if, like, but what about why? So why aren't like we could be perceptive? We could be inquisitive, I guess, and say, how come you're not interested in it? You know, because it could. I mean, yeah. I bet you that's well, more I, than I not a, being inquisitive. Well, I have a theory on that. I think yeah, we have. That? I mean, like me, like when when you know, like say everyone's talking about some other, um, some other thing, like you know. Miley Cyrus twerking or something. I still don't even know exactly what twerking is. I have an idea, but I don't. I don't really know, and I don't. I don't really care. And you know, it's You're not an like I'm trying. To... Person. <laughs> well, I'm. I'm not like going on my way to find out, but it's like it's. You know, I. I, I think the reason I don't care about that is because what it was is somebody you know being sexually you know explicit or you know trying to sexualize themselves to get attention. So. I don't care. I'm not paying attention. This has been going on for decades. Like, I don't give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not going to pay attention to that because that's the only thing that's going on here. And I know that and everyone knows that and they're still paying attention to it. So those are my reasons to not care. Do you know Uh There's no psychological mystery unraveling in front of us um, to to pay attention to that. (laughs) There isn't. There really isn't. Wow. but um, but with this, I felt like um, it, you know. So the, so I feel like people. There are people that just want to react to everything. You know, um, they they want to be against stuff. They want to be against what's popular. I'm not doing what everyone else is doing. I'm not getting ca- caught up in this mania because so the, it's like the the immediate presumption that it's stupid. You know what I mean? So without giving it any thought, and I feel like you only have to pay attention for a few seconds to realize why that's interesting. You know, so um, and it's not even. Actually, it's not just the people that weren't interested. It's the people that were vocalizing their disinterest. That's where my because I didn't vocalize reason my, for them to do that, and so that's why that's what intrigues me. It's like wow, right, yeah. what is it about yeah. this that yeah? Because I feel like the, the same type of people 
that aren't cool at all have like just very bland taste and then they hate on hipsters you know it's like well what are you bringing to the table you know at least in hipster neighborhoods there are great restaurants and bars and and places I like to shop do you know what I mean like you you're bringing nothing and you're complaining about this do you know what I mean it's like you don't have to like it you don't have to be interested or care but when you're like actively saying I don't care about this like you're making this big proclamation then I'm just like what's your problem like what's bothering you about what this, is their problem exactly that's what i want to know i i just yeah, think it would yeah. be really interesting i really yeah, think it yeah. would oh, i, I, I would find like to know now. too my theory is that they, they i feel i feel they and i can't obviously can't speak to everybody but i feel like there's a large percentage uh looking for a feeling of superiority over everyone else like the masses have gone nuts and paying attention to this thing, right? So I'm I'm above that and I'm not paying attention to that and it's stupid. But I can't just not pay attention because I don't care. I have to make this declaration of my superiority to this thing. Uh-huh. And yeah, and that's that because that's what I that's what I see in the in the yeah. announcement of not caring is sure. that you need everyone to know that you are above this thing. Yeah, like thing. my kids. <laughs> my kids are going, ha ha, you got it wrong. Yeah, yeah well, no, that's different. That, 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 that was a different. <laughs> superiority that was like you know play teasing and i don't know, you know i think they kind of meant it I don't, oh really <laughs> well gosh yeah, well at their age well, with, their among age. adults at least well i think some people did get very serious and they just think it's just this and that's yeah. that like it's it's white and gold and it's like it's factually it is blue and black that is what it is so uh. you know the, but but you definitely see white and gold and i understand and yeah. I, I think i really enjoy that i i got to run the the gamut of it that i got to experience both I because i could have experienced both i know that's so cool i know <laughs> I, well, part of me wishes both. i only got to just experience one for probably probably like four minutes you know before before a change and it, i've never quite been able to get the white back it slightly looks oh, whitish like if i scroll the picture if i if i scroll the picture up you know top to bottom yeah it starts out like looking whitish and then once it's all there it's totally blue and i can't unsee it and i'm just like wish i could go back and part of me wishes i only saw one thing so that i could just feel yeah. like feel that that indignant about it you know like no I mean, it's just this like like it just have, have that brain complete brain meltdown where you cannot understand yeah. how somebody could see it differently like i couldn't i would love to sort of enjoy that you know just being like because how does it feel to you thinking oh my god everybody sees this this one way and i do not see yeah. it like, like how I does that fry your brain yeah and then um i david found some site that had like it showed like for the people who couldn't see white and gold to to show it to them and for the people who couldn't see the blue and black it showed it to them so i did get to see it in in a way but i I don't know if that's what they saw and then it makes me throw everything into question it's like my favorite color is pink what if like it's actually this you know my least favorite color of like olive brown or you know (laughs) to everyone yeah 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 like how do we know what we're looking at that is actually the same yeah anyway i've wondered that too about hearing like you know when you yawn when you yawn and or you're swallowing or something and then like the the sound usually yawning because it's a bit longer and the sound changes in your ear like say someone's talking and it kind of distorts in your ear briefly during a yawn and then it mm-hmm. comes back to normal your normal mm-hmm. i'm like how do i know that my normal is do you know <laughs> totally, what i mean like totally. whoa, maybe maybe the yawn the way maybe the way my ear opens up when i yawn that's how everything sounds to everyone else or how it sounds to somebody else like, you yeah, know what i mean like yeah. i can't i because i can understand and hear everything that's being said but it the the tone changes so i've long wondered that and this sort of played into that um which is why um which is why i uh i i uh so embraced this yeah whole, it's really fascinating thing. yeah oh and, and and tommy posted something on 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 facebook too like there was another article which I, I didn't read it but i just read what she said about it which was that this whole thing kind of helps exp- maybe it helps people understand how the world is to autistic people where they see things differently yes. to everybody else totally. now, there was another another great thing that this opened up yeah just like so I haven't read um, the butterfly or seen the butterfly and the diving bell or is it diving bell and the butterfly about that guy who's paralyzed and trapped inside his body or a beautiful mind I think is yeah. um, the schizophrenia um, yes yeah, but um, I because these just seem too painful but I know 
that they would be such a good perspective into what it's like to not be able to see everything the way everyone else sees. Yeah. Just yeah. like, how does that feel? I have a good, I have a friend, a pretty good friend, I guess, who's autistic and she, she can't read faces. Like she doesn't understand. She doesn't recognize people very well. Like she has to have like one, like she looks at hair. Um, she doesn't right. read faces. She doesn't read emotions. She doesn't read humor. But she's right. like super smart and she sees shapes and numbers and colors in like 3D. And she yeah. like um, she can do like all this crazy math in her head. And so yeah. anyway, yeah. But she's on the sp- I mean, she's on the spectrum, obviously. But she can be sociable. But she, I'm like, she's like, it's really a struggle to try to talk yeah. to someone who who you know she's because I obviously like joke a lot and say ironic stuff. She's yeah. like, what does that mean? What you know? Like I always have right, to, right. And I'm like, oh, that sucks for you. You know, <laughs> to feel like you just can't get what everyone else does. So yeah. yeah. There's this um, oatmeal um, comic. I love the oatmeal, but it was about this fish that I'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. But one of like the uh, it's just listing all these awesome, awesome things about it. But one of the things I always remembered is that like you know, I our eyes can only like see you know like a combination of like three or colors or whatever out you know, and this thing can see like. 27 colors or something like that like with wow. the cones in its eyes and I'm like what does that even mean like like people were like having their minds blown with this like what is life I don't understand life if this if this is blue and yeah. all that kind of thing like that's how I feel about this this fish I'm like what would this fish see if it looked at all these things that I see is this is brown this is red this is black you know what does this fish see like does it take everything we have to another level like I can't even imagine I can't wrap my head around what this fish would fucking see so yeah so i love all the stuff so yeah the people that were just like oh i don't care i just feel like you you missed out you missed out yeah. on just Why and there was, there was a, it was like just I, a real i felt like it was a real way to bond with everybody just like everyone wanted to know and you know and no. it was really short really it wasn't like the longest thing in the world but it was you know like a, a half a day mania that was really fun and interesting and yeah. interesting like you said so many people interested in perspective and, yeah know, if you got so. if someone listening didn't care tell me why because i yeah please <laughs> I, we want to talk yeah. to you <laughs> yeah if you just sort of decided without getting into it, maybe you just shut it off without knowing there was more to it, you know, that's that's a reason. But it's the vocalizing. As I said, it's not somebody who just, oh, what's this? This is stupid. I don't care. And just turned it off. It's the people that just had to fucking announce how much they didn't care. And I'm just like, just shut up. Just and that just yeah and I read another article actually <laughs> this is this is another article this whole thing spurred was uh, about attention policing that these people oh that's right there's people that not only yeah I said it was a percentage I thought of people that wanted to feel superior but there's also the people that. Um, uh, say you shouldn't be paying attention to this because there are starving children in Africa and China and North Korea and yeah shit's bad so you shouldn't stop and look at this and I'm like anytime anybody says something like somebody I posted like some article about this guy saying he was over Dave Grohl and then this friend of mine's like oh just get over it it's just music because this like debate was you know ensuing in the comments <laughs> and I'm just like what do you mean like and then he again adds like this and that's going on in the world I'm like seriously if we're even talking about music it means you listen to music instead of worrying about all these other shit going on in the world you know like I mean that when those people say that they are essentially what are you doing on Facebook you are now on Facebook book commenting about something i know not mattering instead of going in dealing with whatever issue yeah, that you think is so clearly, important clearly the irony here. of that just boggles my mind the, the ones that use the the guilting <laughs> of bad shits going on in the world you have no business wanting to know about address and i think this was important again because of of the making people question their perception and not think they're so fucking smart all the time about <laughs> everything everything well everybody just thinks it's confident in their own perception and i think i think a lot of people yeah, challenge that are. you know <laughs> so and i think you know i'm more likely to be like oh my god like it's I, I i'm always like open to that i'm not perceiving things like i said with my hearing i've long thought this but some people i don't think ever thought of it till till friday so well, it's Thursday, not any so. kind of common it's not anything that's taught really people are no, like no. this is what you see and you got to fight for that and your viewpoint and <laughs> yeah so yeah. there's so many layers and i loved it i have to tell you what 
Neil Hamburger did at his show Ooh. in in uh, Spokane last night. Oh, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so yeah, so with the whole, so with the whole thing, like when I first told him and I kept going up to him about it, he was like, he just didn't get it because he just kept seeing blue and black and just thought I was crazy. And he could hear me for like the next few hours just chuckling because I'd like watch some TV and then I'd start looking for more articles and looking on Facebook. And I I, I said to him, I was like, oh, can I speak? Like because he was engaged in the computer. He's like, yeah. And I said, well, maybe you won't say yeah when you know what it's about. And he's like, is that dress? No. Because <laughs> he was busy. But but then he let you know. He I told him what it, what it was. But um, uh, whatever thing was making me laugh about it um, at that moment. But um, anyway, and so then like it was hours later and we we're going to bed. And I'm like, oh, I just love this dress thing so much. It's so great. And don't you think it's great? He's like, yeah, I guess. Like he saw it was interesting for what I was saying. Like he wasn't against it, but he just wasn't all caught up in I it. I just love the and dress then, thing so much. Yeah, <laughs> I really do. And um, and then um, yeah, and then he like he's like okay, like I better catch up again now that because he was working the few hours before. And then it was that picture. That, I don't know if the one picture was going around was like um, a very lightened version, so it looked white and gold. The original version in the middle, and then the darkened version where it clearly looks blue and black. And some people don't even still see those ones, which I think are clear. Um, some people still see the ones um, that are they still can't even see the difference, um, even when they see the extreme versions. Anyway, so he's like. Okay, so so this is this is the edited one, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. no, that's the original. He's like, oh, it looks white and gold, and I was like, ah, ah. so I was like so excited because <laughs> it turned on him too, and I didn't know that it would turn back to white and gold as easily because it wouldn't for me. But it, it only just lasted for a few seconds. But then he got more into it. So anyway, so the next night he's playing in Spokane, Washington. This guy is like heckling him and just being a complete dick in the audience. So Greg like goes to call him out as he does. <laughs> And he says, he's like, this asshole in the blue and black shirt, or is it white and gold? And everybody just fucking lost it and erupted because it was like the day after. And the guy really was wearing a blue and black shirt. He really was. Like, it couldn't have been more perfect because he was really wearing a blue and black shirt. Yeah, lucky. So, yeah. So Greg was like, I just wanted to walk off stage and call you immediately. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, but he did like pretty much as soon as the show was actually done. He called me. He's like, I, I can't talk long. I just have to tell you this. And I was like, oh, so awesome. But I just loved his presence of mind to, to think of that. Yeah. And the, I just also love that the whole place erupted because, you know, of yeah. this very fresh yeah, joke. I, I love that too. How many tattoos so, are going to be gotten of this dress? I wonder. They're now going to make the original dress. They're going to make it in white and gold as well. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, so, I thought it was better uh, in white and gold. What did you think? I liked it better in white and gold. Okay, but the good. original, if you look at the, like a proper picture of the dress where the color is not, you know, not confusing, mm-hmm. it looks better than the blue and black looks in the uh, in in that in the original picture. So now if you I can see, see blue and black, this. you wouldn't you wouldn't know how that looked. Right, right I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't understand. <laughs> you wouldn't. <sighs> Cool. There you go. We did nearly 30 minutes on it. Good yes! Lord. Uh, is anyone still listening? <laughs> God, but didn't it just fly? It felt like 10 minutes to me. Did it feel like 10 it minutes like to 10 you? It felt like 10 minutes. It didn't feel yeah. long at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So great. I love that dress. <laughs> <laughs> Not the style of it, just everything it, it brought out. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, there are other things going on in the world. Things that are more important that we should be caring about. Such as? Um, <laughs> such as motherhood. Let's talk about motherhood. That's very important and interesting. So, tell me, Stephanie, have you mm-hmm. seen any performance art or any art <laughs> performances oh lately that pertain to motherhood? As a matter of fact, I have. Just today. Oh my God, really? Yeah, my friend Dawn Cerny, local artist, professor at Cornish, um, she has a two-year-old godson. He's my godson. She has a godson of mine. She gave birth to my godson. Is, <laughs> is the moral of the story here? Anyway, um, she so she yeah, art instructor does um, you know 
she shows her art all the time and um, she was very conflicted about being pregnant and ha- even though she wanted to be pregnant once she was pregnant she's like oh my god what is this going to do to my life and so um, yeah can she- I just give a little preview pre- a prequel to that yeah. oh yeah well Dawn and I had lunch that time I was in Seattle oh, in, yeah. uh, in that was uh, March of 2012 and we both talking about kids and how much we love Lolly and Judah and just like yeah they're so awesome I just yeah I'm just like I really like not having kids and yeah really like yeah we were just sort of like it's just not gonna happen like we just we're just so happy this way and then the next time we saw each other we both had like one year one year old it's like what <laughs> did we do since that conversation <laughs> Seriously. It's just such a juxtaposition from one conversation to the it next was, in person. Because you guys were on the same yeah. page with, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. We talked, we talked online, but just the face-to-face, we yeah. went from, no, no, it's great, but yeah, no, to like, oh, these two little babies running around. Yeah. Yeah, no, like, so. there's no way to prepare yourself for it. And, and like, like the dress, like, you don't know how one person will react. And, you know, yeah. so she said that even though she had wanted to be pregnant, when she was finally pregnant, it was very difficult to... To, like put everything together and and prepare emotionally and she's like how's this going to change my life and um so she was really honest about what was really frustrating about it for her and um yeah i don't know if you've seen spalding gray's performance art but he would just like get up in front of you know in a desk and just kind of read stuff so it was it was kind of like a lecture except she had this this screen going on behind her and she had recorded like an hour of her just doing google searches and it was things like for ex- eczema and things which graham actually has then random stuff like baby boxing gloves and, and how do i write <laughs> how do i write a will when i have a child and, and just like all all this really macabre stuff oh, too. Like very that's dawn, so you know? great. I was like, Ooh. I know <laughs> that's totally the stuff that you search for, and like adult I undergarments know. and. <laughs> just like <this laughs> random stuff was going on in the background, and she like you know got really emotional, and you know, just, I mean. Yeah, you just felt it. It was uncomfortable because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm feeling all of her angst about this. So she she was very effective. And I'm like, yeah, I remember feeling all that. And it had come come to me, you know, it just came all back. And um, she'd written Graham a letter. um, And she said, you know, he's one and and a half or two right now. And she said, um, you are... um, your your job as a child is to push back against me and your dad and and push you know figure out who you are and test all the boundaries and our job is to keep you safe and to love you and if the mm-hmm. love that we have isn't enough there is more you know she's like the love Aww. the love of the parents is never enough let's just face it and so that's why there is more there are friends that we that you know you <laughs> there's community and she's like we have hope you know what yeah. keeps us going is we all have hope and when they're when our hope runs low there's community and i was like oh that's so beautiful that's true you know because we draw oh, on that so from great. other people so yeah 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 so I was oh moved. i wish i could have seen that it's so up my alley because i'm so it into is. like this honest yeah you know it's because because i you. yeah because i'm just so you know i think i'm surrounded by people who at least i can be honest about the hardships and you know my honest you know feelings about things you know and mm-hmm. and uh, but there is like a whole contingent of i'm sure you've experienced a lot of these in your life with being in, from christian culture of people that have to make that whole brave face and everything's great you know yeah, about everything great. and of course this is what i want this doesn't compromise any other plans they had for my life Nothing. no <laughs> So, and yeah, and I was only saying like a few days ago, like we would like, but when I was pregnant, it's like, well, maybe we can have like, you know, you know, your mom or like your sister come and visit and then we can go on a trip. Like, you know, we're totally ditching the kid for like two weeks at a time. <laughs> like when I was pregnant, it was like, now it's like, you know, yeah, it's annoying that I can't do things as easily as I used to. And, you know, but I have no desire to like leave him for two weeks with somebody. You know what I yeah, mean? Like that's, yeah. that's, and it, and it works itself out. And if I really did want to do that, then, and that's fine if somebody's comfortable doing that, but you know, that's, you know, I, I can do that if I want to. And that's fine if I feel that I need to do that as well. But, you know, there's a whole contingent of mothers that's like, you shouldn't feel that way. Why would you want to leave your child? Like, yeah. And that's where you go crazy. You know, you feel exactly. alone in your struggle. And, and, that, 
And that's why I think I feel so sane about it because I feel like I'm honest about the struggles, and I and that and everyone helps you like yeah well don't worry that'll pass it'll you'll get over that you know what I mean it's like yeah thanks you know but instead of just pretending it's great oh my god today Greg called me and I, often when he's not actually he even says that he is like so uh, what do you have planned for today and my he says what's your plan for the day and I said getting through it nice. <laughs> Totally, yes. just like, good for you. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like I, that's all. Because like usually I'll try and take him somewhere, or do something just to like break up the day or take up some of the time. Because it's very hard to entertain him at home. Oh my god, you know, yes. for, for the whole day. And today on, on the weekend, it's hard to take him places because the parks are crowded and the indoor playgrounds are closed for parties. And it's like it's just me and him in the house. Like I can't really take him anywhere. That's you know not another pain. So yeah, so getting through it was my totally. answer, and it was sincere and. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, and I did it. I got through it. Uh, but how hard <laughs> mission was accomplished? It? Scale one to ten. <laughs> um, it had its moments, but yeah, I, I think it was mostly easier than I was anticipating. Oh, good, so good. yeah, there wasn't a shit leak today. That helps. Oh, <laughs> yes, we were talking about this the other day. Like, like um, I was like. Uh, my, my kids used to have we call them blowouts where the poop would end up up their neck like it would go yeah. all the way up their back up their neck and we're like how did this happen and, I and know. Simone was telling me yesterday or the day before she's like oh it got close <laughs> yeah no I, be- I said I said I said one of my fecal goals is to not have the shit go up to the neck and this fecal one went goal. halfway up the back but I referred to it as a fecal goal <laughs> So, so I far, this is my goal of the I, day, or what was that? Other I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that other time the goal of my day was to get Quincy to shit in the potty. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, but yeah, God, I really wish I could have seen that. It sounds amazing. I know the Google searches the modern mother does. My God, Google knows all the <laughs> stupid things we say. Oh, I'm terrified that my Google history will be made public someday. <laughs> Well, everyone knows you love Dong, Stephanie. It's not going to be a great shock yeah, to anybody. Yeah, they're really going to know about it. <laughs> <laughs> they're really going to know about it. <laughs> oh, I thought she liked dogs, but she really I mean, she likes dogs. Dong, but... <laughs> <sighs> uh, okay, so last week... I can say last week, and it's sincere because it is one week later. Weird. Usually I'm saying last week, and it's kind of a joke because it's been like two at least. Yeah. Um, last week, um, we were talking about serial podcasts, and you mentioned The Staircase. So, mm. uh, true to my word, I said, I'm going to watch that when I get off. And you were sort of like, oh, okay, like taken aback, like as if anyone really does that. Well, dang it, I did it. And I've watched um, six out of the eight episodes. I'm going to watch the last two tonight because I know once I watch seven, I can't, I can't wait. So um, the, the prosecution just rested and the defense is about to um, start. So, oh, so good. Ah, so yeah, don't say it. anything. But yeah, I can't. So we'll discuss. Yeah later but yeah i can't i can't wait to uh, to finish it right now i'm very much feeling it's very much the whole thing even though there's cooperation from the prosecution i feel it's very like uh, geared towards the defense i feel he's not guilty so those are my feelings and let's just leave it at that wow <laughs> yeah to hear more this is great yeah i can't wait to talk about it in more detail so yeah um, now, following up from last week, I mentioned that a coworker accused me of being wrongfully accused me of being pregnant, and oh. um, and I just got a message from Listener Mary a little while ago that she was twice accused of being pregnant, and it was very very upsetting. And one of the times, one of the times was a was a professor she knew. Um, at um at her college and they um and she's wearing this like really cute um uh swing coat and um but she really liked it and it was adorable and then um they congratulated her and she was just like oh and she was so upset and a friend tried to like say it's just the coat just the coat Uh, but she never talked to that person again uh but the one that really killed me and kills me more is the outcome which is not to my liking is Uh she was uh, drinking with some friends and this drunk girl came up to her and scolded her for drinking while she was pregnant (gasps) yeah oh my heavens and I was like, well, what, what, what did you say? I can't, would, I can't, just wish I could see her face when you told her you weren't pregnant. And she's like, we just stared at her. And then she walked off. And I'm like, oh, 
not because I just wanted to like shit on her and be, have her be told that she wasn't pregnant and just feel like a complete ass because yeah wow so, uh, yeah but how about that scolding somebody shit yeah I hope she so. felt horrible yeah me too Oh, but she didn't because she didn't say anything. She just walked right. away. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Minor detail. Yeah. So I wish Dear she felt God. horrible, but she felt nothing. She felt fucking full of herself. She felt smug. Oh, yeah. I told that pregnant lady. <laughs> I did say a pregnant lady, which I, I didn't say anything to her, but she was pregnant out to the, you know, ready to give birth. She had, you know, those like cheap, like pre-mixed, like Smirnoff, like lemon drinks, you know, yeah. alcoholic drinks. Yeah. She had one of those in one hand and a cigarette in the other. And I was wow. like, oh, are you like, if you're going to do this, like, I feel like just like you should have the sense to know you don't ask women if they're pregnant. You should yeah. also know if you're going to do this, you shouldn't do this in public. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, because that was just like, you will be judged. And I judged her. And I am uh, not sorry. Well, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to do that in public. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, so sorry that happened to you, Mary, but uh, I do commiserate, as you know. Jeez. Yeah, hmm. Okay. Um, so earlier today, I booked um, a trip to New York and I'm really excited about it. Yeah. So a friend of mine from Melbourne is, um, she's going to live there for like three months. And, um, and every time I see her, whenever I go back to Melbourne, we started, we worked together, um, back in the insurance company. And the reason we bonded is because, um, she said something about, about the girl from Charles in Charge being in Annie. And I kind of finished her sentence because I knew it too. And it's like, we felt like we're the only two people in the world who would know and be excited that April Lerman was both in Annie. Annie and Charles in charge. <laughs> so it's just like, oh, like we've just felt like kindred spirits from that moment, uh-huh. you know? And like, you know, and like, and we have like such a different taste. Like she's like into like Mariah Carey and Whitney Houston and she doesn't understand any of my rock music or anything. So, so taste wise on, on Miss Family Lives, we have nothing in common, but we have so in common the, the fervor with which we love the things we do love that it, uh-huh. it doesn't even matter the, the actual things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, and she's like my go-to feminist lady and um, you know she's like someone I discussed feminism with when I still thought it was you know uh-huh. I was a humanist and not a feminist uh-huh. you know so like yeah so but like we just get into these big conversations and we love The Good Wife together and like we tried to watch The Good Wife together a couple of years ago and like we watched it about five minutes and then paused it and had like a 30 minute conversation about feminism in the awesome. middle because like you know like we're just like <laughs> you know that kind of person where you just like can't there's not enough time you know and I only ever see it for like once a day so like I'm having this trip and I'm gonna see her for like three three and a half whole days so I'm like so excited that we can just sort of like just be crazy and excited and drunk for three whole days and just oh, yeah like yeah because we just never have the time together that we want because like we would see each other at work a bit out of work and then I moved out here so it's always just been these short short little bursts so I'm really really excited so yay and it's summertime there and I'm excited and I get to go to the Bjork exhibit so yes it's all great oh Lucky, yeah. that's gonna be so I fun. Know. I know, and 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 the baby's not coming. Yes. Yeah, good. <laughs> you need a break. <laughs> yeah. So, because the only breaks I've taken away from him uh, are uh, to do uh, trade shows. So I'm still working. So this is like right. actual not the same. rest, resting, and um, no baby. So oh, so awesome. good. Yeah. Yay. Um. So. You were on a, a Mark Driscoll panel last night. This sounds very interesting. Yeah, I was. There's um, this guy, Jim Henderson. I've, I've been, he's a local guy. Um, he's a pastor, and I really, he's, he's not an asshole. He's not one of those kinds. And um, he has hated Mark Driscoll for years and has kind of made it a project of his for years to expose him. So he threw this thing last night to kind of, he goes, I don't want to phrase it like we're celebrating the fact that Mark Driscoll has, you know, come down, but we want to, this is a big deal and we want to mark it because we worked on this for a while. So he had me and um, four or three other people talk. One guy was a, he's a religion professor at the UW. Another woman, Rose Sweatman, she's um, she was on the panel to first um, picket, organize the first picketing of Mars Hill Church in 2006 after Mark Driscoll said that, um, 
uh, who's that Ted Haggart his pa- um, do you remember when that guy yeah. um, was caught yeah, yeah. A, um, big fan that- of the Ted Haggard scandal oh I know right <laughs> yeah yeah um, oh, Simone, I'm a big fan I'm a big Sorry. fan of that, sc- that was a good <laughs> scandal where he was caught with a male prostitute the pastor caught with male prostitute and all this meth and after that happened, Mark Driscoll's like, well, you know, the wife shouldn't have let herself go. So, yeah. And so there's a bit. Yeah. And he said a lot of other horrible sexist things. So anyway, um, Rose Sweatman, um, she's a pastor who organized that. And then there's another guy, Rob Smith, who was um, one of the, the deacons of Mars Hill for a very long time. He's from South Africa. And, um, and his his daughter and son-in-law, they were on the blackjack team with David. Um, so we knew uh-huh. them really well. They're in the Holy Rollers documentary, too. Dustin. Uh-huh. is his name but anyway oh, yeah. um so we have like it's kind of this history but it, it was interesting because we each talked it was kind of like a ted talk we each got like three minutes to kind of talk up there about whatever our thing was just so it didn't go on forever and um what was interesting is that rose and i had been calling out driscoll a lot longer than all the men had <laughs> <laughs> and it's kind of like in in um who was it? Jim, especially Jim Wellman, the professor guy, admitted it. He's like, he's like, yeah, us white dudes are slow on the uptake. Like we're this dumb, <laughs> we're this dumb tribe. I'm like, well, I'm glad you you can say that. Be sure to say it because you guys listen to each other. Like I have yeah. to use an, a male per, uh, alias online if I, you know, kind of as an experiment. But if I really want to be heard, that's how I have to do it because the guys yeah. won't listen to each other. So, um, and I said something up there like when it was at the end of my three minutes, I was like. Like, you white dudes, like, please. Like, we're at your mercy, honestly. Like, it's sad to say, but you guys are the ones with the power, and you don't need to care. You don't have to care. You don't need to. And so um, we're just asking you to think about that. (laughs) And then, boom, my time was up, and there was a little bit of a silence, so... It's good to say all that. And people came up yeah. to me afterwards. When people came up afterwards, they're like, oh, my God, the guys talked way over all the women. Um, and they're like, that oh, really, really pissed me off. I know. I thought that was really interesting. Women Every- talk overs and they took up more time. Or yeah, they took up more time. Just- they, yeah, oh. they were like, oh, and they're right. Because white guys are so confident in, in their yeah. in their ability to have something listenable to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm just going to talk about this. I wish I had the confidence. You know, I, I posted some picture or something recently where it's like lord give me the confidence of a mediocre white dude because <laughs> it's true like they have all this confidence and so it was just so funny how the guys are yeah that's right women don't get to speak let me tell you why <laughs> yeah so it's i mean it just kind of goes to show it's like well all we can do is point it out like if you yell at them for it i don't know how much good necessarily that will do so yeah um, yeah and it's yeah. like even a confident uh, confident woman can lose her footing with o- overly confident guys that just sort of assume a, a more powerful position, you know? Like, it yep. can crush the confidence you think you have. Like, Absolutely. I always think back to um, in year nine in school, I was, like, one of the top class clowns. Like, I was always in there with the good lines. I was hilarious. I ruled one of the ruling <laughs> people of that class. I loved it. I felt great. It was my favorite year of school. The next year, um different person different people different personalities i just felt completely silenced not act anything actively against me but i just didn't feel like i had the voice to stand up in that crowd of people you know what i mean yeah and i was just like quietly whispering my jokes to my friends that sat next to me and um and they would laugh and this other guy he he was too far away to hear but he would like come up with the same thing because like you know and everyone would laugh and i'd be like oh man it was the same thing i said not that i thought he stole it just that we're on the same wavelength and it was funny it was funny for the class you know but i just couldn't my voice was gone in that classroom you know mm-hmm. so but it turned out I found out like years later when my friend went to our 10 year reunion that that guy had a crush on me so <laughs> I guess of he course. appreciated my, my humor you know even though I didn't really get to it really express it but I guess he could see it so that's good to know that I, I guess that part of me was probably expressed but yeah I just couldn't couldn't speak up in that in that realm <laughs> so yeah. yeah and that was sort of the end of my my strong. school comedic career <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that stuff is influential and deep seated. <laughs> yeah, a number on you. Definitely. Um, so my cousin Matt, he um, posted this on my Facebook wall today. Um, and I guess he's been a U.S. citizen for a year, and he's a Christian, but he's really into you and stuff country culture likes, and Aww. you know he's he's pretty chill. But he um, wanted to 
he was interested in this this, this police chief got fire chief sorry a uh, uh, fire chief of Atlanta got fired because he had written a book about about um, orthodox um, beliefs and there were some parts and I don't think it was heavy on this but there were parts about you know morality Christian morality pertaining to sex before marriage and um, and probably gay sex and stuff as well um, and he got permission to write this you know from his higher ups like is it okay if I write this and they said yes and please give me a copy you know um, of your book when it's done and he gave it to a few people sort of like close to him in the department but they were people that were interested that were Christians you know so that shared his beliefs and so he got fired over this and so um, wow. and so my cousin's sort of like you're allowed to have your beliefs but you're not allowed to talk about them you know and and I, I definitely agree I feel like it's a new a new kind of don't ask don't tell you know what I mean where because yeah. I, I, I feel like it's totally wrong that he should be fired and also like he's he had been very inclusive of LGBT um, people in the fire department in there and he like came up with this new doctrine for the fire department and they were definitely included in the process of developing that and the actual performance of the fire department was like way way up better than it ever been before everything was completely staffed which had never happened in the history of the Atlanta fire department so he was great doing a great job and he hadn't got in, done anything to actually actively discriminate against anybody but because of this book he got fired and it's like people should be shouldn't be in fear of discrimination and i just don't think that's grounds to discriminate to to, to fire somebody because you're in fear when they haven't actually shown that um, they're actually going to discriminate against you so i don't know what you think about about all that yeah i just um i kind of feel like uh, it, it just is it's not good <laughs> for them to have that that capacity to dismiss someone in that way i mean that does yeah. feel like a violent act to pass out those pamphlets um that's violent towards whoever could yeah be of a different view no um, he wasn't passing that out to anybody he gave them only to people that he knew shared his beliefs oh yeah, yeah. No, he wasn't actively still, like. I don't know. It feel, yeah, there's something about it. I'll have to think about that because there's something about it that doesn't feel quite right. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, like, oh, a few other people don't like black people either. Here, I'll give this to you. But we don't have right, to give it right. to the black people. <laughs> like, it kind of but I feel like, like with anything, like, say with me being an atheist, and I also <laughs> felt like with the, the comment thread that sort of uh, followed this, I felt like it was pretty well-rounded because I had two gay friends involved, another Christian yeah. liberal friend involved. And um, and I think my Christian liberal friend kind of was like, yeah, no, you can't. That's a, that's a, crossing a line of separation of church and state. And as like a public employee, he can't yeah. do that you know and even my gay friends were like they didn't they, if, if, they, if, if they, things went down the way the article read that he shouldn't have been fired over that you know they didn't feel they felt like that was they didn't like what he yeah, was maybe doing they didn't think it was appropriate but first. they but they what maybe there should just be some some regular discipline first or yeah just like, like talk that. to him about it apparently the book got out to somebody in um in the government like the local government like an openly gay member of something and that's the person that like took it down like nobody from within the police department got it it was given given to them and then they were offended by it you know or felt you know like they were being excluded or anything so yeah it's just like you know and, and my cousin was like trying to understand free speech and i was like this isn't this isn't an encroachment mm-hmm. of free speech i think this is more like is this a religious freedom issue a discrimination issue on him you know for his religious beliefs so yeah but it's it's just so murky too because even if you're allowed to like I'm allowed to be an atheist and I can't be fired because I'm an atheist but I never talked about it at work because I'm like oh will my bosses now if they knew I was an atheist not trust me to with their credit cards when I book the flights for the company trips you know what I mean like but that's a real thing like they can't fire me Yikes. over that but they could find some other reason or just not be as trustful of me and it would change the relationship we have and that's all real things you have to consider like I am free to do this but it's not a straightforward forward is that you know yeah. so you can't you can't control how people will then perceive you once they know certain things so i think maybe that's where the threat or feeling the fear of lgbt people if he's going to go to the go as far as to write a book about something why they why that that puts that fear so i think that might be the flip side of it but yeah but it was uh huh. i yeah i i think i liked at least everyone in the discussion that we were having was pretty thoughtful about it and not just straight up because right. the new york times had the the, the article was in particular was in response gleeful. is what 
I felt that it was kind of a gleeful article where it was at the New York Times kind of going, yay, this is great. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They were they were yeah. saying, yeah, they totally did the right thing. And I, I, and I don't agree that it was, it was as like, straightforward yeah. as that. <laughs> that does seem extreme. Yeah. So if there has been I feel any like, other... I think the protection of discrimination is actual uh, protection against actual discrimination, not the fear of, you know what I mean? Because what if you're just paranoid about stuff? Like, I'm afraid that this exactly. is happening. Okay, okay. Well, we better, we better, you know, we better hide all the white and gold dresses from this person because they'll, ah. they'll, they'll be fearful of their perception otherwise. So let's not let, you know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. think you can, you can c- cater to everybody's fears of things that haven't materialized. You know, it's, it's no, nothing's been committed yet. So, right. yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It's yeah. good. I mean, it kind of shows that there's nuance. To, it's yeah. another, another situation where nuance needs to be brought into <laughs> yeah. the decision. Yeah. I mean, maybe there's more to it that I'm not reading. I don't know about, but just from the article I read, I wasn't, I wasn't too thrilled about. But yeah, but think about it and see if you have yeah. anything more to contribute mm-hmm. on it next time. Because, yeah. Yes. But we were definitely clarifying like the freedom of speech thing. Like, I don't, it's not that you get to say whatever you want all the time. Because uh-huh. you can say what you want, but there are going to be consequences within workplaces and things for, for saying certain things. So you can say it, but. Yeah, you, what freedom of speech means you won't. It's not a crime to say these things, you know. Not right. that you. Everyone has to listen to you, and you know, respect what you say. That's not what it means. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I, I guess they didn't say this in Australia growing up, or maybe they did, but we'd go, last time I checked, it was a free country. Like, <laughs> But we didn't know what it meant, you know? We're like, oh, we can be a yeah, dick yeah. anyone and <laughs> get away with yeah. it. Last time I checked. Yeah. <laughs> I think I didn't even care about being free, like because you know it's in our national anthem. Australians all let us rejoice, for we are young and free. Ah! And it's <laughs> and I was just like, who cares about being free? Like, of course we're free. And it's just yeah. like I had no idea what it means not to be free. You know, it's right. just like, yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> whack that Quincy over the head if he ever says anything like that. And say, like, you little bastard, you don't know how lucky you are. <laughs> Kids these days. <laughs> Kids these days. Just it's just something you have to learn. It's like the Wizard of Oz. Like I like to liken things to that. That you have to experience them to understand them. Like with childhood, all the things your parents mm-hmm. say. Oh, you don't understand. I go through all this for you, and blah blah blah, and all the things your parents tell you. It's like you hear them, and you're like, what? All right, whatever. And then you get older, and it's like I had to live. The, I had to live it. I had to experience it. I had to be away yes. from away from Kansas all this time to realize that I, I missed it. You know what I yes. mean? Like <laughs> someone, um, someone on the panel brought that up brought up wizard of oz last night where they were like when they first saw mark Dris- mark driscoll you know being taken down they're scared like like they saw he was evil and they're like oh if we expose it what will happen is like when they threw you know the witch is like oh no she's dying she's you know what you'll, uh-huh. you remember better than i do what she said um but, but they're I'm melting, like, I'm melting. I'm melting, I know. And then Dorothy my was world, afraid. My world, my world, my world. Yes, and then she's <laughs> gone. But then everyone around her, all her servants were rejoicing. And so they were like likening Mars Hill to that. Like people were like, we're finally free from this person that we had to serve. And I thought of you. because Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because all those the- other green guys, those winkies, that's what they're called. You just think they're, they're all down with the witch, you know. Mm-hmm, but then like mm-hmm. they're so happy. They're like, you did it. You killed her. And she's like, and Dorothy's all taken aback. She just thinks that they're, that they're with her. But they're like, hooray, hail to Dorothy. The wicked witch is dead. And they all like <laughs> kneel to her like, thank you. <laughs> so great. And then they say dong a lot. <laughs> Ding yes, dong, they do. Which is dead. Which is dead. Which old witch? Okay. <laughs> yes, they do. I can't wait to show that to Quincy. Anytime I even think about showing the Wizard of Oz to Quincy, I get choked up. Oh, it's, it's so like, fun! I, I know. can't wait. And th- they are so scared. Like, would you skip over? Because for a long time, I skipped over the witch and the you know in the tornado. No, I first saw it when I was four, and, stuff, and really I was. In, I always saw the whole thing. I was. I saw the whole thing since I was okay. four. So, All right. I don't know. I never scared me that much. Cool. I don't think I don't ever remember being scared about it. So yeah. we are in the biggest debate with Judah right now because 2001 is his favorite movie. He saw uh-huh. it this summer and he's like, 
that changed my life. And so now he wants to see Ooh. all the all the Kubrick. And he's like, please right. let me see The Shining. And I'm like, because uh. <laughs> I was like 20 when I saw it and it traumatized. I love it. I love it. But it like traumatized me, you know, like just, I had, you know, was scared in the dark for, you know, weeks after that. So, but, he, you know, at the same time, it's like, well, he's, you know, 13 and lives in the year that he lives in. <laughs> so maybe it yeah. wouldn't be that big I a deal I grew up seeing horror movies. I always saw, I only didn't see The Shining just because I didn't happen to see it. I would totally have watched that otherwise but i think he could handle it i mean it's scary but yeah i don't know yeah. but i, I, I would i would base okay it just on it. his age i would base it on his personality i guess yes. yeah yeah i saw like i used to watch horror movies all the time when i was a kid so um but that's like yeah Did I, you really? I didn't, I, like I would, which ones um well there would be like late night horror movies like old ones um like old Dracula movies and Vincent Price movies when they'd be on TV. Ooh. Like I was, all, I was into all of that. If ever anything was on TV, and then once I turned like twelve and my friends started having slumber parties, it was always be, we'd always like get like a comedy and a horror movie. So like every slumber party I went to was like a horror and a, and a comedy. <laughs> so um, so I was just used to watching them. And then I just like I don't know. I was, I was and I saw Nightmare on Elm Street when I was eight. Really? <laughs> it was just on TV wow. and like my parents didn't like turn it off or anything. Thing and I just saw it and I was like yeah so um but it's funny because I remember we had to write a story in school soon after wow. and my friend had seen it too and her story was called My Nightmare and it was about the nightmare she had about Freddy Krueger <laughs> oh <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah so I saw that when I was eight because I remember the classroom I was in so I know I was in grade three so yeah so I saw that when I was eight and um I can still picture Juliana's little drawing of Freddy Krueger's jumper and his hat in her, in her, in her story <laughs> But um, yeah, so I saw that. So I was, yeah, and after that, I was just like, oh, I love Nightmare on Elm Street movies. So every time they would come on TV, I would watch them. <laughs> so yeah, I love, now I'm yeah, just, I'm I love just them, not that into them. Are you not? I, I like the like psychic, like thrillers, I guess. Yeah, I guess I'm I would mind a thriller, but, one like, of those, but I saw The Ring in the theater, and oh, I was really into. What I was watching, Ring. and then I just, I just thought, the, I just thought it was so dumb when it was really. Over. Like, I oh, think, I think horror movies are just so hard. dumb now. Yeah. Um, I told the story me. on here about what happened in that screening, didn't I? Do you remember it? Oh, David you did, I, but I don't remember. Oh, Tell we it saw again. It in the theater. Yeah, real quick recap. David and I saw it in the theater in Texas. And um, so it was about 30, 30 minutes into it where it had been established that if you see the ring, you'll die. Yeah. <laughs> and so at, at, at one point, you, a ring appeared. Oh, that's right. Like a ring of light <laughs> appeared, a really big, perfect circle on the screen. And then all of a sudden it went blank and everyone's like, oh. ah! and it turned out that the projector had burned a hole through the film, but like ah. <laughs> everyone was freaking out and like yeah, a lot, yeah. half the people left and won their money back. <laughs> we stayed and saw it, but I was like, holy shit, this was scary. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it felt like when, when that's how it felt to me when the dress turned blue. Like I just felt really? like somebody was pranking me like cuz like I was just white and gold like a, a minute ago. So yeah, it was just like what? It's just happened. Yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous you got to see both. I know. I just yeah, I just love that I'm conflicted about it. Like I'm really glad that I can appreciate it and I'm just really sad that I don't have just that I that that just defined answer in my mind it just seems like that would be fun too so there's benefits to both but at least I had it for four minutes <laughs> you did for glorious yeah. minutes <laughs> Um, so I guess um, we'll wrap things up but I do want to tell you Stephanie and everybody listening oh if you can, if it's on Amazon Prime you could watch it there, I don't know where else you would find it right now but it was on fuck was it on Comedy Central I don't know but I think it was on Comedy Central but yeah so the show is just a one-off show he's previously done uh, Dinner with uh, with My Friends this one is called Dinner with My Family with Brett Gelman Brett Gelman is a comedian he's a friend of Greg's I've met him a few times he's really funny um, I guess he's been in like a bunch of TV shows and stuff but anyway but this is his own show his own vision and I can't tell you anything about it other than it is fucked i've never seen anything like it it's just like a half hour show it's just one off take the time to see this and just i can't even tell you he invites his parents to dinner for uh, the anniversary and he's putting on a, a play for them that's sort of the beginning that's all i'm going to tell you but what ensues Ooh. after that is just 
it just goes places you people don't like to go. I'll say that yes. much. So, yes, I recommend this to everybody. It's called Dinner with My Family with Brett Gelman. And yeah, I was like, and then and then we wanted to watch the other episode. And I was like, no, 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 no. I need to sit with this for a while. I want to just Ooh. let the insanity of this just be with me. And that's why, instead of just like plugging up, clogging up my brain with too much <laughs> weirdness, I don't know what the other one's going to be like, but well, I just want to enjoy that this. about the Brady Bunch stuff? Where you're like, I can't take, I can't watch another episode for like another week i need to that was different that was out of badness that was out of just Ah, unpleasantness like i can't take that much shit this is like this is so (laughs) different this is this is i need to sit with this in a whole different way in like a good way you know in a disturbing way but in an ultimately i think good way so yeah dinner with my family with brett gelman can't recommend it enough and i think i'll watch it again soon so yes it's on amazon prime and i don't know where else you'll find it but yeah Go to somebody's house with Amazon Prime. <laughs> oh, and I have to say, I, I started watching the Sayak case, so I've put in what is that like six hours, six times, six times forty-five minutes episode. Please, please watch the Simpsons showcase spin-off showcase. I uploaded it to our thing. You can watch it. It's only twenty-two minutes. It's yes. the greatest. <gasps> yes, yes, yes. Please do, and then report back next time. It's. I think you'll love it it's not a not a regular simpsons fan it's like it takes it's just a whole other thing you know so please watch um stephanie i don't have this available for everybody sorry (laughs) (laughs) it's quite all right so um that about wraps things up so thank you all for listening and uh please give us a call in the dong line 323-301-DONG dong is a wiener and uh, visit dongtini.com for any bonus material from this episode or to uh, put a donation in the collection plate. That's always appreciated too. Um, so until next time, bye Stephanie. Bye Simone. Bye.